G'day everyone, welcome back to the Wheel to Wheel podcast. This is uh, episode two, definitely calling this one Wet Turkey after the Wet Turkish Grand Prix. And all three of us are finally here in the same room. We do have a third co-host for those of you who don't follow us on our Instagram yet. And we got to introduce Varun. Hey everyone, yeah, thanks for the intro, Greggy. My name's Varun, I met these guys back in first year during Sprosh Week. Uh, For all of our international listeners, Sprosh Week is basically just a week of absolute degeneracy at the beginning of university. Um, lived with these guys for a few years and I'm still living with James here, who's another host and uh, just up yeah. the road from Gregoire's place. Yeah, exactly. Got into the got into the sport similar to these guys watching Drive to Survive and uh, watch every race since. So happy to be here. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, I can't can't forget my top three drivers. So I know these boys went over theirs on episode one. For me, I'll have to say uh, going with the popular guy, Danny Ricardo for my top driver. Um, can't beat the Aussie personality and of course he's a lethal driver as well number two I'll go with Max Verstappen gotta love the fiery young guy Um, you know he's still gotta iron out some of the kinks but I think in a few years we'll see him at the top of the top of the leaderboard every every race and for number three I'll go a little bit off the board I'll say uh, I think I'll go with Lando Norris Um, he's a young guy McLaren driver you know, similar similar personality, Danny Ricardo, and I think uh, in a few years we'll be seeing him uh, up at the top of the leaderboards a lot as well. So nice, right on. Well, welcome to the to the pod where you rightfully should be. And uh, James, how you doing today? Good. Finally able to get your schedule, your busy schedule for us to yep. sit down and record this. But <laughs> I, well. I honestly think it's good that uh, we have a little we have a little two week break between races, so we'll get some content out for you guys to hopefully listen to in your little lull. We got some awesome feedback on episode episode one. Uh, you guys are really liking it. I, from what I've heard so far from a couple friends uh, that I know are out there listening. Uh, so thanks very much for supporting. It's been really nice to hear that you guys have some of the same views as us and that we're relatable to uh, to listen to here. So if you haven't yet, just quickly, uh, we do have an Instagram. It's wheel at wheel two the number two wheel pod at uh, on Instagram, and as well you can follow us on Twitch where uh, Varun and I have been. Uh, doing some shenanigans on Formula One 2020. So we've been uh, streaming there. So definitely a little quick plug to begin uh, the episode. And uh, yeah, so to start, we're just going to talk about uh, this Sunday's race. It was a very, very early race for us over here uh, in, in Canada. We had to get up at uh, yeah 5 a.m. I almost missed the start of the race, but it was, uh, I don't know, it was kind of nice to get up before the sun and then have some F1 on the TV. Definitely not a bad way to start the day. The no, race exactly. ended before the sun came up. Yeah, <laughs> insane. So, I mean, we're not praying for those every weekend, obviously, because then it would be really a lot harder to be, like, fans of the sport. But, again, like, it does show our dedication. So I hope you guys uh, are – we're getting up as well wherever you guys are uh, living. And I think the race definitely provided something to stay oh. up for, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was well yeah. worth it. Yeah, for sure. So we'll just touch on a um, little bit of the history of the track that we, we saw. It obviously was an immaculate – track that unfortunately we've seen repaved recently so the drivers weren't too happy about it but um uh yeah so it was first held in 2005 the first grand prix in at this uh istanbul, istanbul. park and the most dri- the driver with the most wins was Felipe, is felipe massa with three and the constructor is ferrari who again had a good day this weekend um so yeah we've had we had a 50 a 58 lapper in the wet that's and right, and the, and the wet conditions definitely didn't help because, yeah. uh, like Aaron mentioned, um, the track was re- recently resurfaced, so I heard the, the bitumen was causing a lot of issues, which we saw during qualifying, yeah. and then the rain on top of that was 
uh, undoing a lot of the work that the drivers were putting in with the rubber kind of helping the, the track conditions. So uh, it provided for some interesting conditions and an interesting race, but I'm sure the drivers weren't, weren't uh, very appreciative of that. But And for the, uh, just to talk about the actual track itself, I'm sure without it being freshly paved and wet, we had that turn eight with four apexes. It would have just been a totally different story. I think we would have seen a lot more speed coming around that corner, but in general, like overtaking was definitely hard unless someone was kind of slipping off the track. Um, but other than that, like there was, there was overtaking because people were slipping and that, that's what really made it fun, uh, to see. And the kind of the strategy on the tires was, was insane. Like you don't know, you don't have to be an expert on the sport to kind of know about, uh, how these tires work and how pit stops work and how those things can really affect the race. So from that point of view, it was a lot of fun, uh, to watch. Um, so yeah, I don't know if James, you want to start talking, uh, just touch on like qualifying things you noticed yeah. and it what was a crazy grid, qualifying. What a grid to start. Yeah. Lance Stroll, the Canadian. The, the Canadian, gotta give gotta a love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Showing his worth to actually retain the racing point seat. I don't think he signed just yet, but mm -hmm. I mean, his dad. I'm sure Daddy so. Lawrence will have a <laughs> helping hand in that. So yeah. <laughs> if not, the wife will be a little mad, but oh. <laughs> anyways, Stroll taking his first ever pole which was incredible to watch and he, i'm pretty sure it was racing point that was the one that switched tires to the intermediate during it or something along those lines that they they tested out a different tire which mm -hmm. clearly showed was the better one to do well and just edged out for stopping mm -hmm. we saw a racing point both yeah like you said switched to the intermediates and qualities and then sergio perez was running the show like he had the quickest laps for the majority of q3 um and uh then stroll nicked him at the end and he even Perez even complained about um, someone getting in front of him on his last lap, and he thought maybe he could even nick pole again. But again, it was great to see uh, a Canadian on pole. And, first uh, one since 97. Yep. Yeah, for Jacques sure. Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah. Not and a huge fan of Stroll, I'm pretty sure. But. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but regardless, we were set up for an unbelievable race. We had the Mercedes down in sixth and mm -hmm. ninth to start the race, which is two Alfa Romeos see. in the top 10. Two Alfa Romeos first in the time. top 10. Yeah. We underrated big weekend for Gio and uh, and Reikin as well after qualities. So yeah, so they've they've been proven to be honestly pretty decent um, when it comes to pace, and it's nice to see them both coming back next year. I think we're both pretty excited to see um, those two drivers next year as well. So um, we were again set up for a really cool race. It would have been nice to see Lance maybe convert to uh, having a good weekend because he just had such a tough run of it lately. Yeah. Like. That Ever second since pit stop that we'll get to. Oh yeah, my God. But even him. these past three or four races, he's just had a very, very tough luck. Um, so yeah. it would have been nice to see even going Literally in. since his podium that he got, it's been downhill. Yeah, so and, downhill. Yeah, the cliff. And he's been doing everything he can to prove his haters wrong. Obviously, yeah. a lot of people who think he's, uh, you know... Uh, not not deserving of the seat and mm -hmm. uh, his dad plays a lot of influence but Stroll's been pr proving a lot of people wrong lately and I think uh, having a better result would have helped him a lot in that sense but um, the pole position speaks for itself it speaks for itself yeah, yeah exactly. it especially in the in the wet and then I mean you look at Lance Stroll and you think you know a lot of people do criticize and say like oh well he's a pay driver like yeah. his dad's there but there's so many other drivers on the grid that aren't even as successful when he was back in the day when he was in the williams back in the day but like it we seems like we didn't even watch him. this i watched it all on youtube because we weren't fans that back then <laughs> but he was getting results in that williams before he was moved on to here whereas you have other drivers on the grid that really don't have as many results as him so i think the talent's there the talent's there the talent's and absolutely we'll there. see where it goes he'll have he's always going to have a decent car with the amount of funding that that team has so um so yeah we were set up 
with a great grid. We had Lance and Max Verstappen on the front row with Sergio Perez and Alex Albon uh, right behind them. And then we just had a crazy start. We had a lot of what looked like like wheel spin or almost a stall from Verstappen coming out of uh, when the lights went out into turn one. Uh, Perez and Stroll ended up leading going off out of turn one. And then we had a little bit of chaos with a Mercedes and uh, of Botas and Ocon, who I think everyone was excited to watch him in the wet race. He had a good start coming into turn one and then unfortunately was spun out. Um, it was funny to see too because it was Hamilton that did a little domino train where he goes in on the turn, gets Ricardo that goes into Esteban, yeah. and then it just yeah so, goes down the trail. So he single handedly Hamilton single handedly took out both Renaults on yeah. one turn. I didn't even and think of he that. skirts waist scot free, and then he wins a race and <laughs> wins the world drive. And probably helped yeah. him out a lot too because what we've been hearing is that Ocon is uh, supposedly a very good driver in the wet conditions. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, not having to deal with Ocon and taking him out of contention probably helped Hamilton along the way. And not to mention his teammate, Valtteri Bottas, who's yes. really who's also a casualty of that first corner. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, yeah, he did have a tough day as well. But uh, other than that, we had obviously Racing Point to start, had an amazing day uh, up first until half. first yeah. half. Like, For I the mean, first 31 laps of the race, I believe, Stroll was out in front, clear yeah. air. I think he built up to a 10 second gap uh, on the cars behind him at one point and then mm-hmm. just fell apart from there. So Yeah, so we saw Leclerc come in for the intermediates and then everyone kind of followed suit after that. Uh, Perez had a early pit stop for those intermediates as well and then ended up running those till the end of the race. And he said on his radio at the end of the race that those would have exploded <laughs> if he went on another lap. So amazing. This guy is proving he that he needs and deserves a spot a seat yeah. next year and his tire management is so impressive his race craft is mm-hmm. incredible it would be criminal for him not to be it, in a seat next year it would be absolutely him and Hulkenberg need a seat for next year and I'm year. sure yeah. with the amount of funding he has any team would be happy to have him it's just a matter of finding yeah. finding a spot for him yeah I think it's going to be interesting who wants to the see pesos the next, <laughs> who wants those Mexican pesos but he those pesos are worth more than the pesos because he is a, a talent he's mm-hmm. obviously a veteran now mm-hmm. um, yeah. of the sport and he's if he can get into a car that's uh, a little bit competitive, he's definitely going to put in some good results for the team. So yeah, who knows on. where it's going to go. I think we could sit here and talk all day about who we think is going to be sitting where next year, but let's just hope that the drivers that we want, we all want to see have a seat next year. Yeah. And we'll um, save the content for a later episode. Once yeah, for sure. That could up. be a whole episode, honestly. Like yeah. Probably in the off-season, we could maybe talk about who's going where. I, I mean, by the next four races, we should know pretty much mm-hmm. um, everyone's where everyone's going. But... Um, yeah, so moving on to, we'll just start at some of the top teams. So we, we talked about Racing Point there. We'll just mention Ferrari obviously had an amazing day. I amazing think day, not yeah. a lot of us were expecting. They were both uh, qualified outside of the top 10. We didn't expect to see them finish as high as they did. Um, Vettel's first lap was incredible. He's just obviously shown his, his veteran presence yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. And, Similar to what we saw from Raikkonen a few weekends ago in Portimao. Uh, just having an absolutely crazy first lap. Mm-hmm. I think Raikkonen said he was driving on easy mode back then, and we <laughs> saw the same from Vettel at the end of the race. You heard him speaking to his engineers saying, uh, you like that first lap? Well, definitely it was, a, it was an amazing thing to see from him, and, and I think you have to have a soft spot for Vettel with what he's been through this year, yeah. with the history he has, such a, such a great driver and such a great personality too. It's uh, definitely good to see him have at least one last, uh, probably one of his last, or if not his last, good result with Ferrari before yeah. moving on to Aston Martin next year. And, uh, you definitely heard Leclerc at the end of the race. He was super happy for his teammate. Although it was at his own misfortune that uh, Vettel managed to slip past. But 
for sure. A parting yeah. gift, as we say. I, exactly. I think, I think that'll be gift. the send-off for uh, Sebastian Vettel P3, at Ferrari. Driver of the day. And good all, day for Seb. All, all gifted absolutely. at the end of the day by Leclerc. By Leclerc. That, that last turn. So that's where we'll finish our chat about Ferrari. Real, Actually, really. one, one interesting note to mention, too, is that uh, Bonato not at the race this weekend, so we'll have to yeah. see if that factor sure. in. They talked about that. <laughs> may, have to, also, may have to keep him at home more with, often. With the good Ferrari result, too, they kind of sneak into the back of that race for third in the the Constructors' Championship. Very true. They're, like, I think around 15 or 20 points out yeah, now, so it's, like, a, almost a four-horse race yep. To, yep. to get there. The more so horses, the better. If we see more rain in Bahrain, <laughs> <laughs> then we could see some Ferraris p- keeping uh, their wet pace up and their uh, kind of tire strategies in the, uh, up there as well. So, yeah, very interesting to see that yeah. kind of midfield battle still play out. There's 24 points between Racing Point in third and... Ferrari in sixth with Renault yeah. and McLaren in between. And as we've seen this so year, the, those gaps can close. Those yeah. mid 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 uh, table gaps can close really quick. So, so yeah, it will be a nice little uh, finish because I I'm pretty sure it's confirmed Red Bulls P two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the the fight for third is going to be interesting with all these uh, midfield teams and. Mm-hmm. Ferrari, the backfield team. For sure. So I guess the only uh, appropriate way to go is then to chat a little bit about Red Bull. We saw, I think we all agree that this was Verstappen's race to lose. And unfortunately, he, he we did, did see that. some fr- frustration from him today. Yeah. Or uh, sorry, on Sunday. So uh, James, if you, I don't know if you want to chat about that, but we definitely saw some frustration from yeah, him. It from was, yeah, it was just off the start. He dropped like a rock to begin with. And then he did fight his way back up very well. And then... As soon as he was fighting Perez, he just seemed like he wanted to force it too much just to get ahead, and yeah. he ended up spinning, of course. That was just the... The aggression the, coming through. Yeah, exactly. The frustration, and so, yeah. And he's been losing uh, spots at, the, at uh, the, turn, the first turn pretty often this year. Yeah. Um, interesting to see it happen again, so I wonder if that's a bit of uh, uh, something going on with him at the, at the first corner that he's not able to keep up the pace, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely disappointing to see him have have that frustration come through later in the race and end up yeah. costing them a good result. You like to think that that's something that they'll be lo- looking for in next year's Red Bull car and moving forward is something that might start a little quicker because just off of the grid this year for the races we've watched, we haven't seen a lot of success. Uh, you know, Max and Albin's quali- qualifying days aren't usually too bad because they do have a good car, but off the grid, right off the start, the, the, normally we'd see, we were seeing them yeah, kind of lose position, as Varun says. So... Uh, it is tough to see. Albon again did get to have a little shot to uh, take take overtake Perez um, after his teammate Verstappen spun out. He kind of it kind of was reminiscent of their season, right? You see a little door open, and Albon might be able to show what he's got, right? They saw him uh, trying to race Perez, and he ended up as well uh, spinning out. So. Again, another L for Mr. Albon. Uh, I can't see him sticking around at Red Bull. I. I don't He's know. had so many chances. They must love him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they really, really must love this guy because they are giving him the, a leash longer than Canada He's, to Turkey. You're <laughs> saying that they're tied to him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, and then McLaren had a great day. They had a great day. Great Signs day. was P5 at the end of it, and mm-hmm. he was even sniffing to get around... Uh, Leclerc at the Leclerc end. Leclerc at the end, for sure. From that little uh, mishap. Big surprise. Their setup doesn't normally hasn't normally proven pacey on like Saturdays this year. They've even said a lot of the time you watch interviews after Saturday uh, qualifications, and they're talking about how they're still trying to understand their package. They're still trying to understand what, how they can really get some more 
uh, speed and pace to their game, but they, the, the, the quality of the drivers is there. We've seen, obviously, I don't think anyone expected Norris or Sainz to really have a day like they did, and I think they really overtook Renault today and uh, looked well, looked, looked, looked pacey. Yeah, I think speaking about McLaren, they're definitely a team on the rise. I think for all three of us, they're a team that we really look forward to seeing next year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because like Aaron mentioned, their driver lineup for next year, Danny Ricciardo and and Landon Norris, definitely definitely a lot of talent there. And then with what Zach Brown's been saying about the incoming funding and and a lot of work's going to be going into the car. So I think next year for sure, uh, they're going to be really a team to watch on the rise. And and they've had a lot of success in the past. So as a a team with a lot of history, they're no stranger to success. So would love to see them back up on the in the fight for the constructors. Yeah. And one last thing from Turkey, Norris ended up getting a cheeky fastest lap. So he got the I extra point. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I so didn't he got the extra point for himself did. there. And that nice overtake on his good buddy, uh, George Russell, and which Russell wasn't too happy about. Barging right? off the road. Yeah. yeah. Barging right off the road. <laughs> and out of the points once again. No, he was already out of the points, but yeah. So one uh, day for Russell, one day we're all one praying day. for it again. We've we got really, a lot of skills, so it's, it's only a matter of time. Exactly. And, um, yeah, so ne- moving on next to Renault, we obviously had, um, tough day for Alex Albon going into turn one, uh, but, Ocon. or sorry. Yeah. Ocon going into mm-hmm. turn one. And from there on, he really, I guess he did well to get up back up to, uh, P 11 to finish and Daniel Ricardo just nicking a point, uh, at the end, which is not what we want to see. It's, he, they were tough. They had a tough race today in the, yeah. in the rain. Didn't look like anything was going Absolutely. for them. No, it just... Um, I mean, it was that first turn, and it just seemed like it just yeah. they couldn't make up ground after that. Yeah, and was, I think um, Ricardo's not really known to be like a rainy day lover. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that's a late breaker, which is not something you're going to be able to do exactly. when it's wet. Uh, you know, that turn eight, he was probably really excited about it if it was going to be dry and you know not fresh pavement but yeah it, good for him to nick a point but uh in that in that fight for fourth that really does uh does hurt, sorry yeah does mm-hmm. does hurt them in that midfield battle uh so yeah overall not not a very good day uh, obviously not a dnf for Ocon, so slightly an improvement but uh <laughs> unfortunate to not be able to see him um and then moving on to uh alfa romeo we saw them obviously have a really good qualification um, but did, we're not able to really convert, convert. Uh, yeah. we had the, uh, I think it was a gearbox or engine problems for Giovinazzi. Yeah. And then Raikkonen mm-hmm. finishing in P15. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty standard result from what we've been seeing from them this so far this year, but mm-hmm. at least they provide a bit of excitement on the Saturday with, uh, with their qualifying run. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, again, I think we're both, we're all really excited to see both of them next year. Uh, and they stay Alfa Romeo. I kind of like the look of their car, and um, yeah. I think Raikkonen's just a natural fit too with uh, with that team with his cheeky sense of humor. Yeah, and always to kind of a mentor like Giovinazzi's a younger exactly. driver. It's it's always going to be him and a younger driver, pretty much. I guess. <laughs> well, there's not many, there's there's not many not drivers many. older than Raikkonen. So. Yeah, there's not many Raikkonens out there anymore. So um, very interesting. I think we've all talked we've talked about it too that his record is just going to be insane by the time that he's done. Um, you know who's going to end up having as many starts as him. It's going to be very interesting. He's a legend of the game. Uh, so The Iceman. The Iceman. Yeah, with Fernando coming back next year too, though, he, I'm pretty sure he has some of the longevity. Up there as uh, well. Yeah, all-time stats of like kilometers race, yeah. total laps completed, like so, those sort of things. So maybe Fernando can also uh, make it interesting. Yeah, very curious to see how long he sticks around. Uh, True. And if he just comes back for maybe a yeah. year or so. But either way, it is exciting to see. And that's why we've got to have guys like Perez and Hulkenberg like I feel these guys need another kick 
um, at, the at the can and they're really maybe even if they like obviously none of them want to take this year off but if they come back when the regulations come into play like there's no reason Hulkenberg shouldn't be able to get his first podium which everyone wants to see yeah. uh, stuff like that so that again that's another topic for another day but we'll move on just chat about Williams not too much different here we saw George Russell again he looks racy he's got you know the worst car on the grid arguably and he's still doing well uh it'd be really nice to see him in the points but I think for myself Nicholas Latifi although he's a Canadian and I have mad respect for him he was terrible like he right off this first lap he was like 15 seconds behind and I don't even think he was in an accident like he looked absolutely useless in the rain yeah, well, he's been he's he hasn't looked too hot in one in the dry conditions. So no. the wet conditions definitely didn't help his cause. And we're putting the guy the, in twentieth on blast, but like yeah. this was bad. Yeah, like Aaron said, hate to hate on the Canadian uh, the Canadian guy, and I'm yeah. sure you know he's got a lot of talent that I'm, that one day we'll we'd love to see. But mm-hmm. a DNF from this weekend was uh, the only volumes. <laughs> the only likely cause or the only likely outcome was going to be a DNF. He was yeah. like two laps down, like not even halfway into the race. He probably would have done better on a go kart out there um but all in all yeah so that's it for williams haas not much different either just same old yeah i I know there was one thing from magnuson Mm -hmm. during qualifying he was pissed off because there was yellow flags that came through and then he he was trying to say that he was the only one who actually like obeyed the qualifying uh yellow flag rule Mm -hmm. where you have to slow down and uh, make sure there's no safety issues and he said all the other drivers kept going on their hot laps and he was absolutely livid after the the qualities were done an interesting note about qualifying uh speaking of yellow flags um leclerc's comments after the race and Vettel echoed them about uh the green flag going with the the crane still on the track mm-hmm. i'm sure everyone knows about what happened in 2014 so it's interesting that f1 seems to have not learned their lesson and uh and leclerc and Vettel let them here which uh rightfully so rightfully so indeed. exactly and not to change back to uh not to just push that under the rug because that is a very very good comment that i wasn't even aware that they brought that up but that's excellent that they did mm-hmm. magnuson complaining about the yellows is ridiculous to me he had the most laps out of anyone that didn't qualify for q2 raced during the qualification that he was in uh which was obviously a short qualification with the red flags and whatnot but this this man is complaining after he's his fastest lap was two minutes and eight seconds and he had the most laps done in in that in that q1 so i don't know man he's he can suck my balls as he would say to hulkenberg suck my balls but um again i think it's the the main point here at the end too we definitely got to end it with mercedes and talk about we don't have to talk about about botas's um unfortunate race too too much but i think he spent more time going backwards than he did forwards he did as well (laughs) and he still beat latifi but uh uh, we had lewis hamilton who um i mean far and above became the one of the greatest of all time uh with his seventh if not the greatest i mean it's hard to compare with different eras and stuff that'll always always be talked about uh just like many sports but this man got so much praise from so many people around the world uh, that I think, you know, you see him break Schumacher's win record, you see him pull uh, record, record, and these (laughs) things... Equal his driver's championships. Equal his driver's championships, but I think that this one, equaling the driver's championships and becoming a champion again um, for the seventh time really, really did show... What a way to do it. What a way to do it. What was great about some of his interviews was talking about that this... He wouldn't have wanted to win 
or sorry, to win the championship on like a sixth place finish. Yeah. So, and this guy um, wasn't even a favorite to win the race betting wise. Uh, you know, I took him because uh, free money. <laughs> but this guy is an unbelievable talent. He's if you're watching right now, you're watching history, and it's it's a pleasure to watch. Yeah, this year we've definitely had. It's either been Lewis Hamilton breaking a record. Or it's been an exciting race because Lewis did not win it. And we end up with a new race winner like Pierre up there, which was incredible in Monza. But that's what yeah. it's literally been this year. Yeah. It's just yeah. Lewis either making or breaking history and mm-hmm. or an exciting race. So yeah. regardless, we at least get a storyline out of it. Exactly. Out of the, every single one. And, and yeah. And at times it can be frustrating seeing Lewis Hamilton win but every race. But uh, in a few years' time, I'm sure we'll look back and be glad that we got to witness uh, history, just as people, you know, a couple decades back got to do with Schumacher and all the success he had. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, obviously, probably the greatest driver of our era. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see him do that and get all the praise, which he, he deserves and, and do it in a dramatic fashion. Just like his first driver's championship back in 2008 yeah. uh, came down to the last corner. This one wasn't quite as close, but it was at least to see interesting to see uh, some adversity and, and ha- him have to overcome that. 100%. And also in Lewis Hamilton fashion, tells his pit crew to stay in the pit wall. He's keeping his tires. He's going to drive those inter-slicks, as we've seen yeah. in uh, many meme pages out there, that these tires were grinded down so they looked like slick slash intermediate tires. And obviously Perez was on something similar by the end of the race, but watching the work that this guy did um, and how good he is at this sport is really, really special to me. You, you could watch this guy race all day, and I think... It would have been even better to watch if all of the cars are, are were equal for the past seven years. I don't know if he necessarily would have all these records, but this man is definitely very special. So um, really, really fun to watch. I, I loved the wet turkey race. Uh, I think it was one of my favorite ones to watch. Well worth getting up at 5 a.m. for me. So I don't know about you boys, but one of my favorite definitely. races of the year. Absolutely. For sure. um, so yeah, we'll just move on. I'm going to chat a little bit about what I had for, for betting here. Uh, I know James also threw some money around. So um, three, I had three bets on who was going to finish on the podium. I had Perez, Stroll, and Ricardo, who all had diff- uh, pretty decent payouts uh, for this bet. And so I thought, you know, if at least one of the three uh, would finish in the top three, I'd be okay. Um, and ended up, obviously, that one of the racing points did. I also had a little bet on Perez winning, which would have paid a pretty decent amount of money. Uh, unfortunately, didn't come through. He came P2, but it was still fun to watch and cheer for the whole time. And then I had um, Lewis Hamilton to win, which kind of hedged everything. <laughs> Coming, that, Seeing that guy come through was... Risky you know, bet. <laughs> risky bet, I know, but he did... It was another... Like I can't believe it. He was paying like three times my money. So I uh, jumped all over that. So that's my wins and losses this week. Again, super fun. I'm just throwing around like five or ten bucks here and there. But it's a lot of fun to just... Uh, be able to cheer for someone in the midfield, on podium, uh, winning the race. It's It makes it every corner really exciting. So, James, what did you have this weekend? Uh, one that I definitely wanted to mention was Ferrari, both cars in the points. I was I put that before qualies. So seeing both of them not go to Q3, I was like, for fuck's sake. Very sad. <laughs> and But Seb came out of nowhere and was like P3 after like five laps. So I was pretty pumped about that. And then Leclerc was literally the guinea pig. He just kept on... He was the one going into the pits, getting the inner, inners, and I saw him chewing like four seconds a lap, but I was like, Leclerc, make it happen. <laughs> make it happen, Charles. And he did. So that was the one that cashed Alpha Tauri. I also had the same bet, both cars in the points. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. But Ferrari, both cars in the points, came through. 
And uh, yeah, that was the one that I wanted to mention. Right on. Yeah, that's a great bet. I didn't even know you had that one. So that would have been nice. Thanks for texting me about that one. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the, the betting side of things. We did just want to mention a couple things to finish off. Uh, one is Valtteri Botas made a very interesting comment um, regarding COVID. So I'll let Varun uh, t- tell us about that one. Yeah, a bit of rumors swirling in the, uh, the uh, Reddit world, but... Uh, appears after the race, Botas, when asked by a reporter uh, about his terrible day, mentioned that it could only be uh, topped by the day in so- the day someone bought a bat in Wuhan, uh, which apparently didn't go over too well with Chinese social media circles. So uh, rumor has it that Botas might be sitting out of the Chinese Grand Prix next year if it, if it <laughs> yeah. happens. So the one, one hilarious comment I saw on Reddit was, we race as minus one. so so that was something i thought was hilarious for a guy for a guy who says about five words a year for him to have some of those uh bite him in the ass maybe that would be absolutely ridiculous if they kick him out of a race because of that no they won't yeah and it would be be his own choice to sit out that was that's he's so scared true yeah you know what i mean and if you know botas the guy means no harm so yeah it's like he maybe it might be a bit of an overreaction. Maybe that's why Kimi Raikkonen is so quiet because he knows that Finnish people <laughs> might just say the wrong thing in the wrong tone of voice. So he just says as little as possible. They know that Finnish bluntness might might not translate well to everybody. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. very interesting there. I don't know. I I mean, it's probably all just rumors, but it is a pretty uh, intriguing little side story there to come out of this past weekend. And uh, my bet is we'll see Botas in China next year. And who knows, maybe he'll even be a little more motivated and he'll take, he'll take pole in a win. Um, speaking of next year, though, to finish off, I definitely just want to touch on uh, the provisional uh, 2021 F1 calendar. So it's released. You guys can go check it out on uh, F1 website. But we are really, really eyeing down the June 13th weekend. And we're really crossing our fingers that it's going to happen because... Uh, as a podcast and then as well as a bunch of our friends we'll be going down to the Montreal Grand Prix I'm sure some of you guys listening will be the ones that are actually joining us there Um, so the Montreal Grand Prix our first time I think I can't be more excited it's literally going to be Christmas in June uh, so we can find a nice big Airbnb and have just a party of a weekend yeah not a bad city to be in not a bad city to be in hopefully again that everything's uh, kind of as close to normal as possible and we can really make the most of it but I think for me anyways I'm going to be going to this Grand Prix probably every year forever uh, the sport yeah. is just so captivating that um, I can't. It's going to be pen, it's going to be penned into my schedule, yeah. every especially season. with Montreal being so close to exactly. us. We're, we're just over an hour and a half be, drive it away. Be, it would be criminal for us not to go. Yeah. No, and the fact that Canada has such a like a highly respected Grand Prix, and we're always in the calendar. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a maybe we're coming. They're mm-hmm. coming here every year. We have the Wall of Champions in Montreal. I've never been to the track. I just I'm dying to go. I even mm-hmm. bought a GoPro, so like we are going to be we're going to be like I'm going to be wearing that the whole weekend, and I'll make sure to like yeah. make a video. You guys will see it. It'll be great. Expect so, some quality footage. Yeah, it'll yeah. be the, it'll be the mask cam. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we get some good. Yeah, I'll have footage to get from a mask mount. Yeah, exactly. As long as I can pour the beer in, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Might see a little censorship as well, depending on what gets filmed. But we'll nah, see. we're a explicit content podcast, so it's okay. <laughs> Parental <laughs> but, advisory. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thanks so much. It's been just over a half an hour. This has been a lot of fun um, to record. We've got eight days until the Bahrain first round Grand Prix. Yeah, practice. so super excited. Uh, all three of us will be. Again, talking to you guys um, after that one. 
uh, let us know. Definitely follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can see a lot of content. We try to keep communicated with uh, with the community, maybe get some uh, tips for you guys for gambling, see who you guys are taking in the weekend. But uh, stay connected with us there as well as uh, follow us on Twitch. It's Wheel to Wheel Podcast, the number two in the middle. Uh, Wheel to Wheel Pod, I should say. So we're super excited. Uh, again, thanks so much for the support on episode one. So we will keep continuing. This has been a lot of fun. I know we're having a lot of fun putting it together. So we will see you in Bahrain. In Bahrain. Yes, sir. Cheers.